And joining us here in the studio from Korea Herald is Kim Bogyoung. Bogyoung, hello to you. Hi, Henry. Yes, so Bogyoung, we know that uh, we are now in this era known as the uh, everyday life quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a signal that uh, things have improved enough that uh, we can remove some of the more stricter social distancing measures. I just mentioned this in the opening, but... Uh, It really highlights the uh, fact that we still have to not necessarily uh, feel that things are hunky-dory and uh, everything can go back to normal Mm -hmm. again. Uh, The the guy from Yongin uh, Mm -hmm. visited Itaewon, uh, various places there. He did test positive for uh, coronavirus yesterday. And uh, what we're seeing from the clues and hints that we're getting from this particular case is that a fear of another possible community spread. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the first local infection in three days, a man who visited bars and clubs in Itaewon tested positive for the virus, which really put many on alert. The 29-year-old patient who lives in Gyeonggi, uh, Yongin of Gyeonggi province, has does not have a a history of of traveling abroad, or um, he also reportedly does not uh, have a history of exposure to someone who had traveled or been infected. So this really raised fears that the virus may be spreading in communities undetected, which is exactly what health authorities have been um, uh, repeatedly um, telling us to remain vigilant and to keep our guards up against. The health authorities and municipalities are conducting an epidemiological study to trace, test, and isolate those who have come into contact with the man so far. And of one of the contacts um, is a 31-year-old living in Anyang of Gyeonggi province who accompanied this 29-year-old patient uh, on his trip to Itaewon. And this 31-year-old also tested a positive according to Anyang city government. So... We will have to kind of have this sense of unease for a while because we saw that happen again in Seoul previously with the uh, that supposed Gangnam exchange student who went around various places in Jeju also mm-hmm. in, in the Gangnam area. Another uh, person also uh, visiting uh, various uh, places in, in the Gangnam area. And then that big Tazan call center oh, yeah. outbreak that we were all worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, contact tracing is going to be key here. Do we have an estimate on the number of people that the two came into contact with? Yeah, and their night in Itaewon on Friday involved visits to some two convenience stores, five bars, nightclubs, according to Yongsanggo office. And um, throughout the night, they are uh, estimated to have come into contact with 2,000 people. Now, that's only, wow. that's an estimate. Mm-hmm. And um, the Yongin patient also went on trips to other cities in Gyeonggi province. On top of Hongcheon of Gangwon province from last Thursday to Friday prior to his night out in Itaewon, he also visited a restaurant, supermarket, clinic, um, and pharmacy. And there were some controversy surrounding the news coverage of the patient's movements uh, with media outlets really um, sort of Um, very um, scrutinizing Mm. um, his whereabouts and uh, where he had been to before official announcements were made by uh, local health authorities. So it's a question of the right to privacy versus the public's right to Mm -hmm. know and some of the overzealous uh, media outlets maybe uh, releasing that before the local uh, authorities Mm -hmm. would do that uh, through the alert systems, through announcements and and, uh, the text that you would receive on the phone. And so that, that's going to be a question uh, going forward, as it always is, because there is a bit of um, a public naming and shaming, not necessarily mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. actual identity, but kind of a kind mm-hmm. of a public kind of condemnation of 
the more irresponsible people who do not uh, yeah. necessarily abide by the uh, safety precautions here. But it really does highlight once again that uh, this can be so random. It can happen to anybody. You can be exposed without ever knowing it despite taking your best precautions mm-hmm. because I remember myself personally had recently um, visited this exact same uh, resort in, in oh. Hongcheon uh, with, uh, on a family trip. And so I, I mean, it's a place that you would never ex- mm-hmm. suspect that would become a potential hotspot. And I'm assuming as, as a young, uh, nice partygoer <laughs> that you've been to some of these uh, Itaewon clubs in, in the past. And so it really is... Uh, a situation that you must always be on your guard. Mm-hmm. You must always take those uh, two-meter uh, precautions, have the mask on, wash your hands, and, and just follow all that uh, really kind of constant advice that we've been hearing about. Nevertheless, uh, we're going to hope that the contact tracing and the uh, testing and the imposed quarantines uh, help stem the tide of this potential outbreak right now. Mm-hmm. That being said, we still need to get a lot of economic help to all the people who need it. Uh, registrations, though, for the more fortunate among us, um, people who would maybe donate mm-hmm. these uh, corona relief funds uh, are going to begin soon. Mm-hmm. The government will start receiving registrations for donations on May 11th through credit companies' website. And donations are to be used to support um, the unemployed people because a number of people losing their jobs have recently surged be- due to the economic impact brought by the coronavirus. And Those looking to forego their support money um, also have the option of donating parts of their payments so they don't necessarily have to donate all of their uh, aid. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the government is campaigning to encourage, um, I guess, the more well-off to donate their share of the aid. And so people who are fortunate enough to have glamorous jobs like Kim b o k y o u n g of oh Korea. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, people think that um, a newspaper reporter is a a glamorous job. (laughs) Some some people, I think, feel that way. Uh, But I'm not going to ask you personally whether you are in a position where you're going to donate or not donate. But uh, there are certainly people that will have the means to to donate. And Mm -hmm. uh, one person who certainly fits in that category is the uh, president, Moon Jae-in himself. He will, uh, I think not a huge surprise, but he will Mm -hmm. donate his portion. Yeah, and like you said, it was a very much widely expected symbolic gesture by uh, by President Moon and First Lady Kim Jong-suk. The two were supposed to receive 600,000 won in aid for a two-member family. And Cheongwade spokesperson Kang Min-seok told reporters that President Moon expressed his intent to donate the entire sum of his emergency disaster relief money to state, cof- to state coffers. So Moon also stressed that the donations should be made voluntarily. I know that, uh, as, as you say, uh, it's a symbolic gesture. This is the most powerful man in, in Korea. So uh, you, you would normally expect that he does not need to have this uh, 600,000. Mm-hmm. Although we have to point out that he is not necessarily one of the wealthier presidents that we've seen, very wealthy presidents mm-hmm. in the past, uh, and some, unfortunately, who have actually uh, increased their wealth mm-hmm. uh, during mm-hmm. their presidency through illegal means. Uh, but I, I know that there is a, a tendency to be cynical and say, oh, well, what's the big deal? Why are you even making a, a news article? about this, but it really is more, you say symbolic, it's just more of an example being set from Mm -hmm. the top to the bottom, saying, look, Mm -hmm. I don't need this, I'm going to be uh, giving it out and hopefully inspiring other Mm -hmm. people who don't need it to do so, but also at the same time, as you say, stressing that uh, this is not going to be forced, you're not going to be kind of uh, be given a bracelet or or something like that to track (laughs) you if you don't donate your (laughs) donations, it's just something that you do out of the gesture of goodwill and hopefully uh, people make that decision. Now, that being said, 
if you get these emergency relief funds, how are you going to spend it? Uh, you can't just freely spend it. It's not going to be completely a cash payout. You got to have these designated places that you can sell it. Mm-hmm. And some are specific to the local region that mm-hmm. you're living in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we are now seeing a, a bit of price gouging going on, mm-hmm. a little bit of um, uh, shenanigans uh, with uh, both shop owners and Consumers trying to take advantage of this uh, relief package. Mm -hmm. So the relief aid in most cases have to be used within three months. So some people are really taking advantage of the time limit. So there are people who have uh, chosen to receive their payment through their credit cards. So in some cases, credit card fees have risen up to 10,000 won. And also some shop owners are sort of um, enticing consumers to pay in cash over money that can only be used in their specific region. Gyeonggi Province Governor Lee Jae-myung said overpricing and um, illic- uh, enticing people to use cash over uh, money that could only be used within Gyeonggi Province are subject to criminal penalties and also um, their franchise license could be revoked among other measures and some local governments including Seoul are handing out an extra 10% to those who cho- choose to receive their relief money in the form of uh, regional money which like I um, described earlier, is money that you could only use in um, the specific region. And uh, there have also been reports of consumers reselling goods that they have purchased with the regional money for a higher price. Like you said, some price gouging going on. It's it's a moral dilemma because, uh, for one, you have to give the money to the people who need it. That's why we're saying that uh, people who don't need it uh, could consider to donate it. So if you really need the money, then you're going to spend it. You are going to be limited to spending it into the local community mm-hmm. to help some of these mom and pops who mm-hmm. have been certainly struggling. Uh, then if, if you have that kind of plan to benefit those people who are deemed to be a little less fortunate uh, during this uh, COVID-19 economic fallout, you would hope that then people would kind of... Just go along with the plan and and do things in an honest and forthright manner, unfortunately. And there's always bad apples in every Mm -hmm. bunch. This is the situation that you have. But uh, at least in the case of the Gyeonggi uh, province governor, uh, Lee Jae-myung, they're going to try to crack down on it. And we keep seeing these um, articles coming out about Mm -hmm. it. And so uh, there is, again, a a lot of public shaming going on with Mm -hmm. this. And people are going to be very vigilant, it does appear. All right, uh, Pokyung, we're going to move on to politics now. The ruling Democratic Party has now indeed uh, elected their new floor leader. Uh, this is a uh, floor leader who will have an immense uh, political advantage going mm-hmm. into the next parliament. Let's go ahead and hear from the winner. This is four-term lawmaker Kim Tenyan uh, with some remarks. <laughs> So he is saying that there is a huge well of support, but they have to use that as a responsibility to to help people, especially uh, during this economic uh, pain, Mm -hmm. and that he himself, Kim Tenyan, is the guy that can uh, negotiate and, and talk with the opposition uh, to bring about these bills that will help everybody. Yeah. Uh, tell us more about the floor leader election. So like you said, four-term lawmaker Kim Tae-yeon is now the ruling party's new floor leader to, to on the back of 82 votes out of
out of 163. His um, election, though, comes amid a stack of pressing issues involving the economy dampened by the coronavirus um, awaiting to be solved on top of some really contentious issues, including the set, setup of a government body to investigate high-level government officials, which the main opposition has strongly opposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, this is uh, Kim Tae-yeon's second attempt. So he went against uh, former floor leader Lee In-young in the previous election. Right. But uh, yeah, and so this is his second attempt, and he succeeded to take the position by defeating two other candidates, Representative c h o n e t o n and Representative Jung Sung-ho. He said in his acceptance speech that he will gather the party together with the leadership of integration and concentrate the capacity of the party, the government, and c h o n g a d e to overcome COVID-19. Party chairman Lee Hye-tan stressed the importance of the first year of the 21st National Assembly to generate uh, concrete outcomes that uh, could be of benefit for citizens. And Lee Hye-tan said whether the Republic of Korea overcomes the national crisis and emerges as a world leading country depends on the shoulders of the new floor leader. So definitely he has a lot, a lot on his shoulders. And, and I think a lot of people will be paying attention to um, how he will navigate yeah. the, the, um, the political scene. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you, uh, before you became a, a big YouTube star uh, for your uh, <laughs> newspaper, you actually covered the National Assembly uh, mm-hmm. uh, quite deeply. And, and you know sort of all the goings-ons here and, and some of the uh, gamesmanship that goes on. Uh, it seemed like uh, the uh, outgoing party chairman now, uh, Lee Hye-chan, uh, is putting a lot of pressure on the shoulders of uh, Kim Tae-nyeon uh, mm-hmm. with those remarks in terms of leading the country and mm-hmm. this huge responsibility that he has. But It's interesting because if you just see the dynamics of this race, uh, a large part of the reason why Kim Tae-nyeon did win this uh, race is that he is considered among the three, uh, one of the closest sort of confidants to Lee Hye-chan himself. And so uh, because Lee Hye-chan has now been credited with leading this party successfully, especially through all of those contentious bills, the fast-track legislation, as well as Mm -hmm. a a successful big victory in the uh, general elections, uh, there is this sort of passing the baton and Mm -hmm. saying, like, um, to credit what Lee Hye-chan has accomplished, we're going to maybe keep forward and have this strong ruling party be led by somebody with the same ideals. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the reason why he lost previously to Lee In-young probably was the fact that he was so close Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, Lee Hye-chan. And at that time, heading into Mm -hmm. the uh, general election and some of the uncertainty, it was thought to be that uh, a Mm non-mainstream so-called person Mm -hmm. like Lee In-young would be better to to Mm -hmm. lead the party, not strong factional Mm -hmm. support. And there were some grumblings back then, but uh, as it turned out, it was a very good decision because Lee In-young ended up being a very capable Mm -hmm. floor leader and, of course, uh, is also credited with this huge victory that uh, uh, occurred in the um, general election. So that's the ruling party side. Uh, There will be now... Uh, a question of how to handle the 163 members as well as the other uh, potential pro- pro- proportional party members as they coalesce and try to push forward some of these uh, legislative uh, priorities. Let's talk about the uh, party that got uh, completely crushed in the uh, recent parliamentary elections. The uh, main opposition, UFP, the United Future Party, they also are going to try to pick a new floor leader, and that is going to happen Today, so the outgoing uh, floor leader had something to say about the uh, struggling party leadership. I believe we have a clip from him. Let's hear it. We have to be able to do some of the things that we have to do. We have to be able to do some of the things that we have to do. We have to be able to do some of the things that we have to do. 
실현의 가능성 이런 것들로 봐서는 저는 비대위 방식이 낫지 않겠느냐라는 식으로 해서 비대위 쪽으로 지금 하려고 했었지만 은잘안 됐고 이런 상황까지 좀 이르게 됐습니다. So there was an analogy here uh, mm-hmm. about to kind of reforming the party within, kind of bringing in new leadership and new personnel and, and, and likening it to uh, having to have surgery and mm-hmm. saying that we can't have uh, surgery uh, and uh-huh. do it ourselves. We need to bring somebody outside, an expert from outside to, to conduct this uh, surgery for us. The implication being that uh, they need to bring in a, a strong outsider to come in and have a fresh perspective and, and uh, lead the party. Uh, could you give us more? More details on what Shim Jae-chul, uh, he is now actually not just the outgoing floor leader, but he's actually the temporary chairman mm-hmm. uh, in the wake of the resignation of Hwang Kyo-won. Mm-hmm. Uh, what more did he say? Shim Jae-chul reiterated for a transition to interim party leadership headed by Kim Jong-in. Now, Kim Jong-in is a veteran politician who joined the party to lead the UFP's election, parliamentary elections campaign. So Shim Jae-chul, like you said, said that it's better to undergo surgery by bringing in someone from the outside on grounds that he b e l i e v e believes that it is not an appropriate method for someone who needs surgery to perform it on themselves. So tapping Kim Jong-in to take the helm of the party's emergency mode, um, however, hit a snag due to terms set forth by Kim. Kim Jong-in has repeatedly insisted that he will not accept the leadership unless he's granted unlimited time to serve and also um, authority that really is not subject to to the party's uh, rules. So Shim Jae-chul projected that the contention surrounding Kim's uh, leadership will take center stage at the party's vote to actually elect their floor leader today. There are uh, a few questions with this because uh, Shim Jae-chul is the uh, floor leader right now. He is the uh, temporary chairman as well. Uh, However, he has uh, nothing to do with this next National Assembly because he lost his seat very badly uh, Uh to the ruling party lawmaker Mm -hmm. Lee Jae-jung. And so uh, there has been uh, some... I think resentment that he is dictating the terms of who should come in and lead the party next when he is no longer even going to be having an influence mm-hmm, uh, in the party mm-hmm, going forward mm-hmm. saying, why do you keep talking about an outsider coming in and, and mm-hmm. kind of changing things up when you're not even mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. be a part of our plans yeah. uh, for the future? Uh, it's interesting because the uh, floor party, uh, the floor leadership race today, uh, we've had some people drop out by the wayside, including um, Kim Tae-hum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two that remain, Chu Ho-young, Uh, and Kwon uh, Young-se, the two candidates now running for floor leader, they have both been, been on record as being supportive mm-hmm. of, of Kim Jong-in returning and, and uh, serving as the interim leader. So it, it does look like whatever the results of that election and the results that come out today, whether Chu wins or whether Kwon wins, um, it, it's setting the stage for Kim Jong-in to take over. Now, mm-hmm. uh, unlimited time to serve, uh, I think a lot of these by consensus, and mm-hmm. most people are saying these are not reasonable demands no. uh, to make no, nobody <laughs> becomes no. party leader it, mm, for life. And especially among the party's uh, sort of heavyweights because it would mean that they would uh, lose their uh, foothold or uh, I guess um, lose their grip over the party when Kim Jong-un yeah. uh, can rule. Um, not, excuse me, not rule, but <laughs> take helm of the party. Um, well, essentially, it, that, I think that's the feeling that they have. <laughs> mm-hmm, is that he's yeah. going to just come mm-hmm. in and rule. Mm-hmm. And it really all boils down to 
who's going to choose the next presidential candidate for mm-hmm, this party, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. so the, the old guard, the guys who don't want to see the change, uh, <laughs> say, if we're the subject to reform, uh, guys like Hong Jun-pyo, who is not even uh-huh. in the party yet, but... He's it, very it, much i right, to come back. They are saying, uh, <laughs> we, we, we do not want somebody who's going to dictate that we need this so-called 830, right? Guy yeah. born in the 80s, in his 30s, and some kind of like a, a economic guru to take <laughs> over, which uh, seemed to be uh, Kim's plan. So it's going to be very interesting to see sort of the uh, civil war and how it unfolds uh, in the main <laughs> opposition party. Uh, let's talk about something uh, a lot more uh, severe and uh, tragic right now. It's in India. There was a gas leak factory, p o g y o n g a t a a factory run by a Korean company, caused a lot of injuries and casualties. What can you tell us? Yeah, so the gas leak at LG Polymers plant in southern India on Thursday local time has left at least 11 people dead and more than 1,000 local residents hospitalized. Now, another gas leakage began on early Friday in less than 24 hours since the initial leak, prompting a wider evacuation in the region, according to Reuters. So Reuters um, is reporting that uh, people in a five-kilometer radius of this factory were uh, are being moved out. And this came after the second leakage came um, After LG Chem said the leak had been contained, the party also said they were currently investigating the damage and the cause and that the results will be announced as soon as possible. The factory makes uh, polystyrene products used to produce electric fan fan blades, cups and containers for cosmetics products. Now, the company recorded 222.8 billion won in revenue and 6.3 billion won in net profit last year. Yeah, and we're coming on the heels. of a domestic situation in Yichun really again highlighting uh, the the continuous concerns that Mm -hmm. these workplaces have often for uh, blue-collar workers who are working in these uh, very dangerous situations and uh, how safety precautions are not used well. A final bit of story here. U.S. and China, uh, a lot of tensions here over the uh, handling of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So White House officials have reportedly discussed cancelling the entire or parts of some of 1.1 trillion debt the U.S. owes to Beijing to make up for the massive costs of the pandemic. Hong Kong-based S&P reported that China may move to reduce its vast holdings of U.S. Treasury securities in the coming months amid new renewed trade tensions. It went on to say that the U.S. was highly unlikely to take the nuclear option and that the mere fact that the idea has been discussed could well prompt Beijing to seek to insulate itself from the risk by reducing its U.S. government debt holdings. This would be troublesome for the U.S. government bond market because uh, this Uh, this comes against the backdrop of Washington grappling with the economic fallout from the virus, and it needs to hand out a massive amount of uh, economic aids to yeah. uh, people. Mm-hmm. Some more concerns here, especially uh, something that could affect Korea as well detrimentally. All right, p o g y o u n g thank you very much. Always appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you, Henry.